Okay, we are on Mem Beis Amid Aleph in Nazir. Amar Mar, we had said before from a mission in the game that there are three people that cut their hair. The Nazir, the Mitzorah, and the Levim. Interestingly enough, the Nazir and the Mitzorah are for the future. The Levim were for, was for just in the, uh, just in the Midbar. Um, to inaugurate them. The Kulam and all of them, Shigil Choshlobitar, Oshashiru Bishtei Saros, Loas of Loklum. And for all of them, if they did so without a razor, or if they did so and left even just two hairs left over, so then it's as if they did not fulfill their obligation. Zos Omeras, that's to say, Rubo Kekulo Midaraisa. Why, it's to say interesting. Yesterday we talked about Asadok uh, Allah the source for that, and now we're getting to the concept of Rubo Kekulo. Which, which was, seems to me to, to say, far from saying that if you left two hairs, you've done nothing, it would say if you got the majority of the Good. hairs. Good. So how do, you, how do you give one one to the other? Says the Gemara, says the Rav Achabrei of Ika, Mimai, how do we know? Midigali Rachman Agave Nazir, Bayom Hashvi Yigal Chenu, that it says you have to cut off the hair. The source is by implication. Now, the assumption we have to make is that the word Yigal Chenu teaches us it has to be every single last hair. And once you say that the Nazir has to cut off every single last hair, that implies that generally you don't have to cut off every single last hair. It's a very interesting source. It's not saying that there is a concept of majority rule. What it's saying is rather that in this case there is no majority, and which implies other places there would be majority. That's a interesting, uh, interesting source. Let's see what the Gemara says about that. Maskif la Rav Yosi Brevichanina, Hai Nazir Tamekziv. That's referring to a Nazir who becomes Tamei, and then you have to cut off his hair. The Mishnah says even when a Nazir Tahor is cutting off his hair, the two hairs would be a problem. So therefore, machachu Allah b'maraba. How do you translate that word? They, they laughed, laughed at, him? at this difficult. In the West, they laughed at this difficulty. Oh, and that's not a problem, <laughs> right? And Israel, like, what are you, you crazy Babylonians? Michdi, another tummy, the bitar minalan. How do you know that another tummy, who's uh, cutting off, basically, who, who is? Um, uh, 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 who has to restart his process. How do you know he has to do it with a razor? Mean Nazir Tahor Yalif. He learns it, you learn it from, in Nazir Tahor. So therefore, Lacey Nazir Tahor, Valela Fri Nazir Tame. Ma Tame Kishir Shtesaros, Velo Klum Avad. If someone was a Nazir Tame, left over two hairs, and did nothing, same thing with another Tahor. Hmm. We learn the concept of a razor from another Tahor. So therefore, we can learn the concept of every, every, every hair, hair from the another tummy. Why is that? Why do one necessitate the other? I guess we're saying that both of them teach each other. I would have thought that that's not necessarily the case, but okay. I, I guess it's telling us that, I guess it's telling us that the two... What's well, good for the goose is good for the gander. It's both, it goes both. The two situations are... 
Parallel. Yeah. Parallel. It's the same thing. Yeah. I would think that maybe one is more more common than the other. I don't know which is which, but the point is that just because you learn one from the other doesn't mean you can learn the other from the the one. I don't know. Baye, baye. Ask the baye. I was hoping we were going to get into a whole Rubikazula discussion. It looks like not. But ask the baye. Nazar Shagilah Vishir Shesaros. He left over two hairs. And he therefore hasn't fulfilled the mitzvah. And then he waits a little bit to get those last two hairs off his head. I assume this means even more than two hairs, but yeah. Samach Rosho. And then the rest of his hair starts to grow back in. The Chazar Bigilchan, and then cuts off those two hairs. Mahu. Just those two hairs. Just those two hairs. Can you? I, I don't know. Uh, that's possible. Them, I think it's more figurative than literal, but um, I mean, he cuts most of his hair off. Then he cuts the, the last part, but only after the most already was was grown back. Mima Akve. Does that make a difference? The fact that the other hairs grew back. Olo, or not? If I had to categorize what the real question is here. Is the point of a Nazar cutting his hair that he should be bald, he or she should be bald, or does it mean that the, care, the hair has to be gone from what from his Nazar process? What's what's the real point of the haircut? So by Rava Nazar then he cuts one and then the other. So Mahu, another question. That's obviously a very different question. I don't know why that would be different. I guess maybe by this time you do the, the second hair. Well, the implication is that if you leave one hair, it's okay. If you That's leave, true. If That's you leave true. two hairs, this is if he shaved one of them and the and other fell out of its own accord. Yeah, but I think the vigilach achas happens after some time. I think that's yeah, okay. part of the question also. So that's a compound question. Is cutting every 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 individual hair one after the other a question? Of course, that's okay. If you're to cut one hair at a time, the entire head, that would be fine. Right. Let's say you plucked the second to last one, and then you cut off the the, the very last one. We never the second to last one. Right. We haven't asked answered any of these questions. Now, this is the third question. What if you I think his point is, if you, two. if you left two, but you, if you cut the first one, so that's obviously fine, because you only left over one. But if you plucked the second to last one, so does that count? And then cut the last we one. We know that that one doesn't count. You can't pluck it. But if the last one is cut, does that make a difference? Once you've plucked the second to last one. I don't know why that would make a difference. I, I, I guess that... The final, the final cut was done. Part of the cutting process was done inappropriately. If it was the very last one, so then that one you already finished your obligation by the time you did the second to last one. Because you're allowed to leave one hair. Right, exactly. Which makes yeah, okay. But 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 it's implied. Get it from somewhere. I thought we made a made a dress about it somehow. Maybe it was like a. I don't know. It was like an open source dress. It wasn't a literal whatever. Um, But once you're going to say that it was. That the second to last one, which is the final hair that you need to have cut, that one was plucked. So then maybe you would think that part of the real process was illegitimate. Hmm. I would think once you cut the last one, that would be okay. You can answer this question by saying that there is no cutting and there is no hair. 
says the Gemara, what are you talking about? Iser ain't kan, giluch yish kan. If there's no hair, that means that there's no cut, that there is cutting. Can't have both. The Gemara says, hachi kama. Sha'af ha'pisha se'ar ain't kan, even though there is no hair, ain't kan mitzvah giluch. Could they do some sort of an extremely excruciating, an excruciating... I can't imagine if you're cutting. You know, inspection to make sure there's no... Well, this is only on the head, I think, for the Nazis. You're, you're cutting the beard also? Yeah. So let's say you cut everything, and then you realize, oh my gosh, we missed these two hairs in the back, or something like that. I don't you know. I can't imagine how it's possible, but... You might have very light-colored hairs. Right, right. Yeah, they'd have to, I guess. All right, so the Gemara says, in the end of the day, even though there's no hair, you still have not fulfilled the mitzvah of shaving. I assume this applies to all... I don't know. We didn't really answer the question of Abaye, but Rava's question sort of piggybacks on Abaye's. If this applies, if this applies to a Zora, then that's a lot harder. To yeah, say. yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know if it does or not. I said, I guess we did. We did say that at the beginning of today's talk. We said the Nazar and the Mitzvah are in the same boat. The Nazar, Mitzvah, and the Levim were all the same. If you left over two hairs, it's no good. So yeah, the Mitzvah that would be a pretty excruciating process. The look of the entire body. I don't know how they would do that. Or the lavy back when lavy also. once. Was that the whole body? I don't remember. I think so. I think, I think it, it said Gabosenov, Rochelle's Kano. Maybe not. I thought it was. Okay, it says the Mishnah, Nazir Chofe, and then it says Eskosaro. Right? It says those three, and then it says Eskosaro. So maybe it doesn't include all the other hair, too. The Mishnah says, Nazir Chofe. The Nazir is allowed to, Chofif is what, rub? Shampoo. Shampoo. Oh, like Chafifa of a woman, okay. Umefat's um, face. And he can separate, put his hair through it? Separate. Through, put his hand through it? Um, yes, yeah, separate them somehow. Manually. Right. Without concern, his hairs might fall out. Okay, so this is very similar to like a Shabbos question. What are you allowed to do to your hair? Lest you, uh, he can scratch his head, he can... I've a low sorry, but you can't comb it. Similar to Shabbos, you can't do things that are going to automatically or more inevitably lead to, I don't know if the, the, the words more inevitably are an actual. Can you say those words together? I think I know. More inevitably? Is, uh, inevitably is like 100%, right? 100%. Yeah, okay. Is, uh, so it's, in, it's close, more, more close to, closer to inevitably. Um, so uh, you can't do the comb because of that. Same thing with Shabbos. You can't use an instrument. That's what we talked about by the... Um, I, sh- I gave this year a few months ago about picking your nose on Shabbos. So the same type of thing. If you're doing it with your hands, so it's not a problem. Um, or at least, whatever. I'm not going to get into that again. Says Gemara Chofe from the Fastest Money. Who says that the uh, that the shampoo and the running the hand through it is okay? Says Gemara Rabbi Shimon. He ah, there we go. This is literally a Shabbos discussion. To Amar Davar Shimon Miskavin Mutter. That says Davar Shimon Miskavin is okay, which is an interesting phrase, because typically we passing that when Shabbos comes, Davar Shimon Miskavin is not Mutter; it's Putter. It might be Putter Jeros. Haven't we found some cases where they use the term? Uh, um, mutar, and they mean they mean no. Sometimes the other way. Sometimes when they say pasta, they mean mutar. Okay. Um, I think if I'm not if I remember correctly, I think 
that the Shabbos concepts were more machmer about them, so we call them patr, meaning that they're asr midrabanan, but for all other issues outside of Shabbos, the, the same Shabbos concepts like you have here, davashen and miskavin, is going to be completely mutter. Okay. Avalo sorik. So then atam lirabanan. We have some kinds of Shabbos that something you didn't intend is... It's not all patur. It's patur. Patur. That's still a major You can't do those things if you know it's going to... Well, it depends. Whatever. It gets complicated. But avalosorik. Um, but you can't... You still can't comb, which would also be davashen miskavin. When you're combing, you don't intend to take the hair out. So then asan l'rabanan. Asan l'rabanan. Because they allow... They, they don't allow you to do the combing. Rish Rishim is safe for Rabbanan. Rabbanan hold that Davshem is still Aster, and therefore, that's who says you can't do the combing. So Amar Rabbah, no. It's obviously difficult to say that part of the Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon, and then the next part is the Rabbanan. Rather, says Rabbah, or Rabbah, Rabbi Shimon, he, Kol HaSorek, L'Hashrinim Midulzalos Miskaven. When a person combs, what they really want is to take away, even if they're not literally or consciously deciding this, what they really want is to take away any stray, uh, straying hairs. Is that what I mean? Things that are sort of like, uh, they're hanging there or they're somewhat attached, they which will still be a problem. They've fallen up in themselves, maybe, but... Um, I have here, that wouldn't be a problem if, they, if your intention was to take out the hairs that were already disconnected, but you're, 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 you're also intending to take out those which are sort of barely hanging on, which is itself uh, still a problem, still an us, is there? All right, another mission that I would expect that has more conversation, but then says the mission, Rabbi Yishmael Omer, Lo Yachov Ba'adama, that a Nazar should not shampoo his hair with dirt. Yes. Because the dirt will remove the hair. Now, we would say this is a very counterproductive way to shampoo your hair. Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of logic to it. Now, maybe the nutrients of the ground or... In ancient sense, there is no suitable soap available for washing and hygiene. People use various oil dissolving materials to shampoo their heads and hair. Plants such as aloe and minerals such as soda, soda carbonate, usually mined for their natural deposits of natron, were suitable for this purpose. The uh-huh. coarseness of the mineral and the amount of earth they contain. I guess this is an dirt, it's probably. I'm guessing right, it's some kind of specific mineral that they found in the ground. Right. Either or a plant. You said aloe? Yeah. yeah, there's a picture of like a natural natron deposit. Okay, interesting. Um, so you can't use that because it, it plugs up there. Says the Gemara, Ivailu, Ibnashi Mashera Tasasayar. Tanan, Tanan, does it really say because it pulls out the hair? Oh, Dilma, Mibnei Hamashera Tanan. Does Rabbi Shalom mean to say that? That that the ground, the dirt, always pulls out the hair, or is it saying that there is some dirt that pulls out the hair? There's some kind of type of dirt that's more particularly more problematic, and we say you shouldn't do any dirt because there is some kind of dirt. So I was thinking, who might not? Who cares? What does it make a difference if the the purpose of the statement is because there's one kind of dirt, or the purpose is because all dirt does that? If we know for sure that there's a, some dirt that does not pull it out, I don't understand. That's still a problem. The, the Rabbanon say low plug. 
You could go against the ruling if you know that the whole purpose is because there's some kind of dirt that's problematic, but if this one you know for sure is not problematic, so then you could use it. If you're going to say because it does do that, all, all ground does that, so then you should never do that. That sounds just like a new Kimpa type of thing. Not a new Matthias type of thing. Go look, does everything be the ground out? Does the take a... I assume that what it means is when the rabbis say this, is their intention to say that all ground does this? Not to say does it literally, because you can just do an experiment. Yes, so what did they use? We said take it. We said we don't know. I'd wait for Elio and others to figure that one out. Well, to, to, to determine whether you could use different kinds of earth. So let's use, you use non-earthen materials. Oh, non-earthen, I don't know. What's soap, saying, what did they use? Soap was made uh, way back. Soap was made with Soap was made with wood ashes or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you, can, you can make lye out of wood ashes, and mm-hmm. from that you make some kind of a... Yeah, no, I assume that what they mean here is soap. literally take it out of the ground. But if they would take it and then process it in some way, it would be different. That's what I assume it means. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. It does yeah. mean that. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine they would take non-natural substances. What does that mean? Animal fat? You could do that. I think, I think that some subs did use animal fat. I mean, I think they used wood ashes and animal fat. And right, even wood ashes is from the ground. Oh, yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, they would still take stuff from the ground. They would just process it in some way. I guess. Okay, new Mishnah. Nazir shows the yain kol hayom. A Nazir that drinks wine all day. If he's continuously drinking wine, I, I assume we need some more uh, definition as to what exactly he did. Uh, but the point is that he was only warned once. At the beginning of the day, I assume. Um, if he was warned continuously, I think we've seen this before, maybe a couple weeks ago, who shows that, and then he drank every single time. Every single time that he drank a revius, after being warned, he would be high of another set of malchus. If he was cutting his hair every single day, every single moment, again, uh, so this is an interesting one. I, I, I'm intrigued by this one. If you became Tame all day, how in the world do you do that? You went from one funeral to another. Yeah, but isn't, you even pointed this, or you implied this last week by that video. Once you Tame, you're Tame. That's yeah. like an on-off switch. Oh, that's an interesting question. You can cut more hairs, but you're just tummy. You can drink more wine, but you're just tummy. Right. At a certain point, you're just tummy. It's just a status. How can you become more tummy? Yeah, that's an interesting... Uh... I don't know, maybe Gemara will see. Gemara. Amr Beis. Itmar Amr Abibar Amr Avhuna Mikra Mali Dibarakasa. This is a Pasuk. Lo Yi Tama. The Pasuk says, do not become tummy. I guess it's in, a, in, in the active form. Shomer Lo Yavo. When it says... You should not come upon any dead body. First, to tell him not to become Tame, and then secondly, to tell him not to come in contact with, or to come into the, the same uh, roof as, as a deceased. But if you became Tame over and over again, that's not that's not going to bring separate punishments. 
Why is that a drush? I don't see where the drush is from, but I agree with that. And I mean, that's what I was saying before, that you can only become chai for one summa. Rev Yosef and Rev Yosef disagrees. Amar ha'elokim. I swear by God. Amar avuna afilu tumma v'tumma. Even multiple tumas, you'd be chayef. Amar avuna nazir she'om v'tumma. If a nazir is in a cemetery, v'hoshito ha'meso ha'meso And someone, v'hoshitu lo. That was hoshitu. They, they, they reached out to him. They extended his corpse, that is the corpse of his a relative, to him. And then another one, a different person who's not related, Vinagabo, and he touched Chayev, and then he touched the second one, Amai, Hamid Tame Vikayim. Right, as I said, he's already Tame from beforehand. Was this a custom? I have no idea. I have no idea what the situation is. Is he just going to a funeral and then he you know, happens to walk like over another one? Sounds like they're, they're like bringing the body over to him or something, which is... Yeah, I'm not sure. It does sound... The word hoshitulo sounds weird. That somebody brings him over or something. I don't know. Ela lav shvamina. It must be, therefore... Why would you be... Why would you be chayiv multiple times? It must be... Amar avhuna afilu tuma v'tuma. Even multiple tumas would be problematic. Says the more way to say, Eitzavayabaye... Abai comes along to say, Kohen, Shayam Blo Meis Munachak Sefo, the Kohen, which has, I think this is not literal, but it says, a deceased on his shoulders, meaning, um, it's incumbent upon him to become Tame to his relatives. And then, another Tuma comes along, which is not one of his relatives, So then, Yachli Yechayev, Tamalomar Blo Yechalel, Bemish Enu Mechulal, Yasazeshu Mechulal Baomed. The person is not to be become defiled, which is to the exclusion of someone who is already defiled, and therefore he'd only be chayiv once. This is very as I said before. This is very interesting. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I said it before. Once your tummy, your tummy. So says Abai by the Kohen Gadol. We don't say that. Um, says the Gemara Amar They can say Rabbi Yosef say back to Abai. This is not my problem. You know, don't just talk to me about this. This is a Mishnah. That's our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says you can be chayv multiple times. Why would he be Why would he be multiple times? He's already tummy. Yes, they are questionable. They are contradictory. The Mishnah and the the Brits are contradicting each other. Says says Abaye, no. Lokasha, it's not true. Now, I haven't turned the page yet, but I would assume that there's a difference based on the, the Kohen has a Pasuk to teach you it's okay. The Nazir has a, test, a Pasuk to teach you it's not okay. But let's see what he says. Look, Asha. Kan bechiburin, kan shlo bechiburin. All right, this sounds like a complicated Tameh question. What is chiburin? If you touch them together. If you touched the... Second curse while still in contact with the first, he is not liable for the second one. Conversely, there the mission is referring to impurity that was not concurrent. He touched the second curve, only after he separated hmm. himself, he is liable. Interesting. So if they're connected, so you only be chayev once. That's when we say that you're only going to have chayev once. But whenever we say you're going to be chayev twice, it's not really about the categorical um, definition of becoming tummy. It's really just about the situation. The situation was the corpse was was disconnected from the first one. That sounds like a tough read. 
you know, the Mishnah never mentions that or, or implies that, and I, I would think that that's a pretty important detail to teach us. But, okay, the Gemara either way has a different question on that. Wait a second. Is it really true that if two corpses are touching each other, that they would be only one Tuma? When we talk about Tuma B'chiburin, that somebody who is, who becomes Tame through them, that's only when it comes to Truma and Kadshim. Meaning that you'd be, make them Tame. But someone who's a Nazir and is doing a Pesach, that's that becomes tummy through chiburin. It's not like he actually touched himself. I don't know what chiburin is in this case. Oh, it's talking about a person who's not whose tummy mates because they're touching a dead body. It's not talking about two dead bodies. But those, uh, what we talked about before was tummy the chiburin two dead bodies. Now we're talking about someone who is touching a dead body, and that person is touching somebody else. I think that's what we're talking about. Yes, one who touches a person who is in contact with a corpse. Right. So for that, we'll say, we'll say that you're Tommy Mace, that you can't touch him and touch him, but you're not Tommy Mace for the sake of being a Nazir, continuing your Naziris, and doing Karim Pesach. Vi Amr Daraisa, and if you're going to tell me that the concept of Tumma B'chiburin is all Midaraisa, that we take it all seriously in all situations, so then why would we make such a distinction? Says the Gemara, fine. Really, someone who's Tame Mace, someone who's touching someone who's Tame Mace and is touching the actual body at that same time, that's only Midarabanan. And we're Machmer by Truma and Kachim. So rather, when we say that, but Khan, when we make the Gezer Midarabanan to say, that the tuma is for truma kachim, the chiburi adam ba'adam, when a person is talking, touching another person who's chayv uh, who's mace. But Khan in the mission that says that the nazir is going to be chayv for every single time he touches it, that's the chiburi adam b'mace, when he's touching multiple dead bodies. But the Gemara still has a question about tuma v'tuma lo. Uh, The Bryce still says, because you're still Tame, but it says, Tuma ubiya nami hamitame vikai. That Bryce also says that you split up Tuma and Bia, Bia being going into the home of a deceased, into the same room or something like that. So why would that make a distinction? It's still mitame vikai, you're still already Tame, so why would going into the home be a problem? So Amr Yochanan Kambavayas, one is in a house, Kanbasada and one is in a field. These are all just situationally defined away. Meaning when we say you're only Chayev once, it's because there's no roof. You're in a field. You're touching two dead bodies, but the two dead bodies are not going to compound your Isser as opposed to the dead body and then going into the house of the dead body. So those are two different surim. I'm going, this is going to be my most charitable read because the Gemara doesn't say this, but I'm going to assume that it's all based on the drasha. The Pasuk said, and the Pasuk says, Bia. 
So we're going to assume that those are two separate shemos, if we will, to say that they're going to be um, they're going to be treated independently. In other words, Nazarite touched a corpse in a field and subsequently entered an enclosure with the corpse in it while he was still in contact with while he was still in contact with the first corpse, he's mm-hmm. not liable separately for that entering as he was already ritually impure. Wait, he's not? Or he is? He is not liable separately. We're at the very end of the death, right? Yeah, right. As he was already ritually impure, he's not liable separately. Oh, it could be that he went into the... He became Tame with that dead body in the same room. But if you had gone and you were... If, if this is my book, yeah. Rashi and Tosa how to understand this, by the way. One way. Tosa says, Koltum of the Tum of the Lo Ohel, Lo Mishkach, Sheif Chayv Shtayim Vasacha. So if it's both in the field, so that meaning two dead bodies in the field, so that's the same, I'm going to say that that's the same shame. It's the same category of Tumah. Shareem Nagba Bayez, Mesim Vasacha, Kula Vachara Hasrahi. If you are already Tameh and then you touch another dead body, so then you're still just already Tameh. You only get one Isser for that. But if you were Tameh, if Nichnas, this is in Tosos, Nichnas Bebei Shabbatoch Lameis, Velo Nitzma Kodol Mekain, you went into a, a house which had a dead body in it, under the same roof, Good. So this is what I was thinking. That it's really two parts of the same pasuk, or two different psukim. And therefore, we're going to hold you liable for those two parts of the psukim. But it has nothing to do with sort of the status of Tumah. It has to do with violating what the pasuk says. Um, I don't know if you call that becoming Tameh, but either way, you're violating, you're violating the, the different psukim. Um, and then the Gemara is going to say, wait a second. So this, this is where it all falls apart. If we're going to talk about a real Tumas, then we still have a problem. Meaning, if you're going to say, like I was just saying, that it's all about the Pasuk, that, I think that makes sense to me. That's how Toko says it. But then if you say that it's all about the status of Tumas, but then on to the next page, Mem Gil the Bayas Nami came into Ayo Yadda Istayif. Once his hand goes into the home, so then he's already coming. It's as if he touched the dead body. It's the same thing as in the field if you're touching two dead bodies. Once you go into the home and in the same roof, it's still tummy. You're already tummy. Ki ayel kulehai tamehu. And when he puts the whole body into the enclosure, so then he's tummy already. So then what is it going to make a difference if he touches the dead body itself? Yeah. Um... You haven't changed your tumah says. El Amr Rabbi Elazar, Tzeiraf Yado, Mishum Tuma Ika Mishum Bialeka. There you go. Vitzeiraf Gufo, Tuma Ubiya Bahadi Adarikas. I'm baffled as to what, what, what is the situation here? I think the case is that you're going into the house and then you're also touching the dead body. Two separate times. As opposed to the field. Correct, that, that is, and, but. So, we'll uh, so you think, uh, you're talking Rabbi Elazar? I think Rabbi Elazar is saying that somehow you do them both simultaneously. While you touch the dead body, you're also going into the house. 
And then the Gemara says, Ha'yefshar, the law ayo chotma barisha. It's impossible to happen simultaneously. Nachasli, the some of you are already tame. And we're, this is going to continue a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, for some reason the Gemara is not taking it in the same way Tosos did. But we'll continue this discussion in tomorrow morning. It's going to keep trying to figure out a way. How can he be tummy twice? So, so you're, you're wheeling a gurney with a yeah, dead body into the house.